Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. So we're giving you news and views from a West Texans, a biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today is Friday, March the 10th. And uh, it is about 8.45-ish my time. And um, I wanted to jump in and talk to you guys about some stuff that's going on. And uh, actually, a, a listener, I won't name names, Michelle, but I won't name names, <laughs> from Alabama. Alabama's pretty big, so we're going to say Alabama. Anyway, she sent me some information about the train derailment there in Alabama. And, of course, the media is not covering this, you know, not like they should. They're saying, oh, it's empty containers, nothing to see here, folks, nothing to see. But what they did not tell you on the mainstream media were the United States governmental aircraft that had flown in, I think she said, 10 days prior to this train derailment. They saw them. She sent me pictures of these, you're like, they're governmental aircrafts. Um, it's not uh, Air Force One, but it is definitely a large United States government aircraft, um, similar to like an aircraft one. And I know Monkey Works probably would have the information on that. And, uh, you know, you may, uh, Michelle, you may send that to Monkey Works, too. I think he's in Dallas, Texas, and he's really good on um, aircraft and military. And he does, you know, I'm sure you guys listen to, to Monkey Works, too. That's W-E-R-X, I believe. Anyway, he's really good on this, too. And I thought about, you know, contacting him about this. There's a lot of stuff going on. They're not telling us. Of course, they're not going to tell us. <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. Here, take this jab. <laughs> here, take another jab. <laughs> Here's a donut. Take a jab. Oh, you don't want to. How about this lottery ticket? He can scratch off and win 20. No? Okay. How about if I, you know, somehow make it where you can't go to work if you don't have the jab? Oh, you're. Oh, well, what about. Yeah. See. Anyway, we see how this all goes, right? You guys didn't catch uh, Pastor Billy Crone's latest COVID update sermon. You may want to do that. You can catch him on a rumble. Or if you have the app, even better. Even better. And uh, J.D. Farag did a fantastic prophecy update on Sunday. We are waiting for the next shoe to drop. You know, if you ever lived in those uh, stack them up apartment complexes back in the day. I feel like I live in one now. But that's why I moved upstairs. <laughs> anyway uh so yeah we're waiting for that now i think the second shoot or draw for us would be the rapture why well, i sure pray that's the truth ah the truth if that's the second um shoot or drop we know the rapture is gonna happen we just don't know when <laughs> it's imminent though but of course we see everything happening so fast so fast everything is happening and you see the the tribulation in the near future like i can see the things coming together to make the tribulation um come to pass just like god said in his word and if we see all these things happening how much sooner is the rapture i like those people y'all just want to escape of course i want to escape it's god's wrath who what really do you want to be here for that no that's why God said we are his bride and we are not meant for his wrath. He has said it numerous times in his word. Anyway, um, so I found an article regarding the train derailments and how many train derailments there actually has been just this year. Mm-hmm. Guys, you're not going to um, hear about it. You're not going to find, you're not going to believe where I found the article. UK, from the UK. I get most of my news about the United States from the UK. 
You know, at least their reporters are honest. Ours are bought up by, you know, BlackRock and stuff. You know, just tell just parrot whatever the elitists want you to say. <laughs> just wear this mask, put on two masks, three masks, four masks, five, here, six masks, or seven masks, seven masks, eight masks, nine. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> just keep wearing those masks, folks, and stay six feet away from everybody. Like, <laughs> Ah, oh my goodness. You remember early on when they said, if you don't have a mask, just take an old t-shirt and you can make a mask out of your t-shirt. There's people in the kitchen, you know, cutting up these t-shirts and crap to make a mask, you know, like that's gonna stop anything. Oh, I know I'm, I'm pathetic. I know. Hey man, I was one of those ones when it came out, I was like, you've got to be, at first I didn't believe it. You know, it's like the, that was that's like at first I was afraid I was petrified, you know, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be like the Spanish flu in the 1900s. We're all going to die. Potato famine, Ireland. I mean, trust me, I was like, oh, my gosh. And if you guys know me, like know me, know me like you guys, some of y'all know me, know me. I am a germophobe. I mean, germophobe. I have been one since I was a baby. My mom would even say when I was three, I would take like little napkins and turn the water on. Like, you know, my mom would have to hold me up to wash my hands in public. I was like, dude, so I've been a germophobe my whole life. So it ain't nothing new to me, you know, to be washing my hands 35,000 times a day, hand gilling this and Lysol and everything, which I'm a lot better than I used to be. I actually got better after COVID, you know, like, dang. But uh, you'd be raised on a farm. I wasn't, you know, quite that bad because I was out with the cattle and the pigs and the hogs and the, you know, all that kind of stuff and on the tractor doing, you know, irrigating back in the days when we had those, those stainless steel like tubes, we had to like old fashioned irrigation, you know, the bar ditches and all that good stuff. When I was a kid, we go swimming in the ditches, you know, the irrigation ditches. Oh man, if you didn't, if you were raised on a farm like some of us are, Oh, you missed out on a lot. Uh, I wouldn't trade it. Wouldn't trade it for the world. Oh my gosh. You know, out riding horses and just doing whatever, you know. I was very blessed um, to be able to to be raised like that. Let me tell you. You know, growing veg. I remember the first time. I was probably about three, four maybe. I don't know. And we had planted a garden. And I planted carrots. And to this day, you guys, I'm 47 years old. And to this day, I remember the first time my mom said, okay, pull that carrot. Pull that, pull that, you know, little leaf, little stem thingy with the lid. And I pulled that up. And oh, my gosh. There was a carrot on the bottom of that. And I'll never forget it. And I went in the house and I was so excited. Oh, I washed that carrot off and I peeled off that carrot. And it was the best tasting, sweetest carrot I ever ate in my whole life. And nothing has ever compared. And there's been no carrot to come close to that carrot. <laughs> but anyway, there is something about growing your own food. There's something about it. And of course, we live in an apartment complex. Yeah, you know, you got about, oh, I'm thankful now I have a balcony. Now, the apartment I lived in before, I was in between two buildings. And I'm telling you, I got no sun. Zero, not a sun. It was very depressing. It was a very dark apartment, you know. Uh, but my bedroom, I actually had a window in my bedroom that looked out into the courtyard. And it got sun. And so all my animals, the two dogs and my cat, Murph, and and scruff and squirt boy they had a little i had a chair sitting there you know so they'd all like climb onto the chair just to get sun and i'm like are you trying to tell me something anyway and so if i had plants i'd have to put them there but it wasn't like direct sunlight you know so i live in an apartment now i'm on the other side up front and i'm upstairs and so i get the morning sun on one side and i get the evening sun on the next side but i have a gigantic beautiful tree when it blooms that's in front of my office. So that's going to block, you know, of course, some of the sun. Yeah, but that's okay. That is okay. I'm telling you, I'm way better off now. Plus, outside of my front door, I have like a little, 
you know, I'm upstairs, so I have like a little, you know, thingy where you can put a chair, like whatever out there, you know, I'm on the very corner, so thank God I don't have a neighbor across from me, so I mean, I can put plants out there too, but the whole reason I'm getting to this, and y'all know where I'm going with this, I know you do, <laughs> I know you do, you better get you some food, you better get you some food, people. I have been saying this, for, I don't know, maybe a year, two years, I feel like forever. I've been saying anybody get you some food. If you were a farmer, or if you are a farmer, you know we feast or famine. It's feast or famine. You have a really good year, you have a really bad year. So ever since I was a kid, I have always like stocked up on food. Always. Always. I've, I've always been like that. If you've ever been hungry, let me tell you something. You make sure you got food, right? If you've ever, like, I mean, really been hungry. I'm not saying like, oh gosh, I... I'm a little hungry. Maybe I'll run down to, you know, I don't know, Sonic and grab a burger or something. You know, not like that, but you're too, you know, whatever. I'm talking about hungry, hungry, you know. But anyway, ah, mm. I remember in college, I wouldn't ask my parents for help. And him getting really sick. I got pneumonia really, really bad. And finally, my mama come up to help me. And I had just moved into this, this, there's like a little back house, you know, over by the college. And I had, my, I had my dog Scoob with me, you know, and I had no furniture, no nothing. And this giant spider, it was a tarantula that lived in this house. But I was too scared um, to put him outside because he was big, you know. And uh, my dog was scared of him too. And so I just named him Spidey and just said, hey, man, we, we're going to come to this just little truce right now. Okay, you don't scare the crap out of me and I won't kill you. Okay, we'll be good. And so it was a good deal. So I had a roommate two roommates that had my rottweiler chow mix scoob and we had spidey as this tarantula and i remember one morning i got up and i went to the kitchen and he was in the water bowl and i thought oh he died you know he was in my dog's water bowl and i thought oh man poor spidey and so i went you know to get something to you know like the broom handle you know, i was gonna try to get him up out of the water oh my gosh he was alive he was getting a drink of water that's how big the spider was he was in the dog bowl just getting a drink of water or taking a bath i don't know what he was doing but anyway Scared the hecky darn out of me. Woo! And him too, man. All eight legs went, what? And he took off running. And I took off running. And yeah. So ever since then, he kind of stayed to the side, you know. But he was a cool spider. Anyway, a little tangent there. But my mom had come up to help me. And uh, I remember the first time she came to my house. and for, You know, moms, first thing they do is go to your kitchen. Do, 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 do. She goes in. She opens it. She says, where's your food? I'm like, what? Where's your food? I had pneumonia. I was so sick. I was probably running 105. I was sweating. I was like, I didn't even have furniture. My mom was like, where's your food? where's the she's like what so my mama went to the grocery store and this this you guys was back in the 90s okay this is when food was ever cheap remember you could spend 20 bucks and get like an entire basket full of food you know you're like woohoo my mama spent 200 dollars and she filled that entire kitchen up with food so i had food in the fridge man i had food in the cabinets i had food and i was like whoa i remember the happiest day of my life i remember that well, pretty close anyway. <laughs> I was so thankful for that. And you know, she stayed and she took care of me. I remember the entire weekend. I was like, oh man, ain't nothing like that. I tell you, if you still got your mamas, I'm telling you, spend some time with your mama because when they're gone, they are gone. And I sure miss my mama and my dad. I sure miss my daddy too. Anyway, with that, guys, there's a lot of stuff we need to talk about tonight. Besides me rambling on, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, there's some, oh, there's some, oh, guys, whoo, boy. So first of all, we're going to bring this up here. Okay, so I'm going to run over here. Okay, so let me come back over here. So it says here, this is um, the independent. How many train derailments have there been in the U.S. in 2023? 
This is by Joe Summerland. It was posted four days ago. He goes, rail freight industry under scrutiny after ecological disaster struck in East Palestine, Ohio. Now, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, it probably wouldn't have been that big of a disaster if they didn't light it on fire. Just throwing that out there. I mean, you know, I'm just a country Texas girl, but I tell you what, I ain't that stupid. I mean, we know better than the, mm. But, you know, they knew better, but they did it on purpose. They have got this ungodly plan, and that is to kill us, to murder us. Uh, you know, we're useless e eaters, as you all know, Harari tells us constantly. But if you guys don't pay attention to those people, you don't know. People living their lives, you know, out there staring at their cell phones, you know, walking out in front of cars because, you know, they can't look up, you know, wearing their four masks, driving the car by themselves, you know. Those people, <laughs> gotta get my booster. Those folks, they think, oh yeah, you always just burn stuff like that. Yeah, they know what they're doing. <laughs> they're not trying to kill us. No, they're 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 from the government. And they're here to help us. <laughs> yeah, let me go get my third booster. What was that? Was that Howard the Duck? Y'all remember that movie? Was it called Howard the Duck? I don't know. The dude looked all like crazy looking. Weird. Oh. That's what I think those people are going to look like if they keep getting these booster shots. I, you know. And now, now they have an RSV vaccine for your children, an mRNA RSV vaccine for your child. Really? I somehow think that's a very bad idea. A very, very bad idea. It was funny, though, because I met my um, a new customer, a new dog customer today, and uh, awesome, awesome folks, and they have ferrets. Remember I was telling you, I don't know if I told you guys this or not, but... It's be my first time taking care of some ferrets. If you guys are in Texas or in Amarillo, uh, you'll know that I own Get Along with Little Doggies, Pet Sitters, and Dog Walkers. Anyway, I've <laughs> been doing this since 2013. Um, anyway, and so I've, I've taken care of horses and uh, cockatiels and those big giant macaw birds. And I've taken care of all kinds of stuff, right? Never have I ever taken care of a ferret. So I got two. And they're uber cute. Let me tell you, they are the cutest things. Oh my gosh, they're adorable. But anyway, um, where I'm going with this is we get to talking. And so we end up talking an hour and a half on, you're not going to believe this, the jab. Yes. So you, you never know who's not, who's not woke. And then the people who are awake, you know. And so uh, we got to talking about, we know, she knows, her husband knows. She goes, we ain't getting that. And so it's kind of cool to talk to somebody. Um, you know, that's like that. Cause I have some, you know, um, you know, I think every one of my dog customers though, I think didn't, are, are, you know, up to date on that's not a good idea. And in one, I do take care of, she's got five little dachshunds and oh man, they hate me. <laughs> I love weenie dogs. I've had wiener dogs my entire life, but wiener dogs are very, um, if they, if they're like a one person dog, right? I mean, they love their owners. They love them. But if you come invade their territory, oh my gosh, they will bark, 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 bark. Now, three of them still bark at me. Two of them are okay. But I got to tell you this story. So she works for, or worked for, she's retired now. I can't give out too many, too much information. I won't do that. But she worked from home and she worked for a healthcare agency place. We'll say it like that insurance thing. They made her get the jab to keep her job. And so um, she didn't want to. She held out as long as she possibly could. And then she finally had to get it. Folks, I'm telling you right now, there's murdering people. And what really, what, I don't understand. Okay, check this out. Contemplate this for a moment, shall we? So we know 
that they know what this jab was going to do to people. And who do they mandate to get it first? Our first responders, our doctors, our nurses, the entire hospital staff. That's who they tell to get first. I mean, does that make any sense to you guys? Only if they're trying to kill us, right? Because, well, what are you going to do when all the doctors die? <laughs> you know, good luck. Really, your nurse, all these people are, are just dropping dead. And that's the ones that they, they tell you, policemen, firemen, all these people, y'all need to get the jab. Y'all got to get the jab. Really? I'm telling you folks, it's all a pandemic. And uh, I'm still angry because my doctor, that killed my doctor, killed my neighbor. I know absolutely for sure Patricia killed and murdered her because their whole protocol, you got to take remdesivir. I'm not, look, we're sitting here in Amarillo and they're like taking off the numbers going, okay, there's 400 people and I see you and 300 of them did not get the jab and they're dying. I'm like, honey, they're all dying because of what you're doing to them. And they knew it. And so, if you ever knew anybody that went to the hospital, and once they put them on that, that ventilator, you knew they were gone. You knew they were never coming home from the hospital. You knew it. I knew it. They all knew it. Their success rate was like 0%, maybe 0.1. It didn't make any sense, and yet they were murdering people. But you know why? The hospital's making $100,000 off everybody that they killed, basically. So, when they came in, you put them on, uh, uh, you get them in there at COVID, oop, there's $10,000 right off the bat, you know, Oh, we got to put them on a, a ventilator. Well, that's another $50,000. Give them remdesivir. That's another $40,000. Oh, they died with COVID no matter what they died with. Oh, that's another $10,000. hundred and something thousand dollars for every patient that they murdered. And they knew what remdesivir did to people. If you, you can read the inserts of remdesivir and it will tell you what it does to people. It kills them. It shuts down your organs. And every single person that they put on remdesivir 97 percent of them died because it it, it it destroys your organs your kidneys and everything well he died of kidney failure no he died of your quote-unquote protocol and i will never forget the stupid idiotic administrators of the hospitals here in amarillo texas bsa and northwest both of them coming on the news so arrogant and so you anti-science deniers conspiracy theorists people blah 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 blah. we know what we're doing yeah you're murdering people you know exactly what you're i will mm, i'm so angry i get oh angry when i talk about this it's murder it's murder and uh, I just get angry. Anyway, we'll talk a little bit about that. Because you can believe how many railed cars have actually um, uh, been derailed in the United States alone. So we'll talk about that. Because I found that looking for this other stuff. And oh, here's a good one for you guys. <laughs> Check this out. You think we're living in the days of Noah? Oh, oh, scientists create mice with two dads in latest twisted drive to create life that ought not be created. Researchers in Japan claim to have successfully created eggs using cells from two male mice. What they are claiming is nothing less than the ability to enable two biological human males to reproduce offspring. Woman no longer needed. The Guardian reports. Previously, scientists have created mice that technically had two biological fathers through a chain of elaborate steps, including genetic engineering. However, this is the first time viable eggs have been cultivated from male cells and marks a significant advance. This is Kyushu University medical science uh, professor Katsushiki Hashahi's 
A team is now attempting to replicate the achievement with human cells. Although there would be significant hurdles for use of lab-grown eggs for clinical purposes, including establishing their safety. Unquote. Folks, this is uh, Leo Homan, H-O-H-M-A-N-N dot com. Go show Leo some love. Does this not make you sick at your stomach? In the days of Noah, so it was. Like it was in the days of Noah, so it was. So it will be when the Lord Jesus returns. And why does he return? Because of what they are doing. Folks, if you don't think this transhumanism stuff is real, oh, it's real. It's real. And you wonder why Christ came back. Remember, okay, when God flooded the earth, he did that because of Nephilim. And all, so they weren't actually human anymore, right? And so he came and he flooded the earth and took Noah and they ate. Okay, so boom. And, and now we're going right back into that with this transhumanism. They're not fully human anymore. And I've heard talk that, you know, if you look at uh, you, Yuval Narari and you look at uh, uh, Kalash Schwab, that they literally have chips in there. I mean, like, it's crazy, folks. They're so, and then you look at this thing, and you think, well, that is so crazy. That's like science fair. Wait a minute. <laughs> and then you look around at what they're actually doing to humans now, and you're thinking, well, it's not so far-fetched. And just remember, the CIA is the one that coined the term conspiracy theorists because they were it was the truth, but they wanted to make them look like idiots because they were giving the truth. I'm telling you, folks. Mm. I, mean, I never know the extent of this stuff, but it's insane. This right here, this is an abomination. It's an abomination. And this is what they're doing. But anyway, it goes on. Despite previous setbacks, Hayashi remains positive. Humans can soon have two dads. Purely in terms of technology, it will be possible. In humans, even in 10 years, Hayashi stated, according to The Guardian, adding he'd support the technology later being used by two men to have a baby. But that is not a question just for the scientific program, but also for society, he says. Goes on to say, it's surprising to me that this type of research is coming out of Japan, which tends to be much more traditional in its reverence for the family structure than the U.S. and Western culture. But Japan is also not a Christian nation. It is Buddhist and Shinto, with up to 80% of Japanese practicing both religions simultaneously. And so Leo goes on to say, Shinto rituals involve worshiping ancestors and spirits as de- at domestic altars and public shrines. So it's easy to see how fine Japanese people could be deceived by demons posing as their ancestors. Personally, I think their actual ancestors would roll over in their graves if they knew about this latest twisted research. Satan will use these scientists to mock God and his created order who says only women can have babies. You know, Satan would say, who says, who says only women can have babies? Remember, he says, has God said? Remember, transhumanism is the state of transitioning from being fully human, created in the holy image of God, part of which involves the coming together of a woman and a man into something all new and different, something that is not fully homo sapien. A previous experiment where researchers attempted to create mice embryos made from the DNA of two male mice resulted in offspring surviving less than two days. God, they actually... mm. But the fact that scientists are even trying to do this shows that modern science is an open rebellion against the one and only creator, God. He says, what do you think? He goes, let him let him know. So go to LeoHoman.com and uh, let him know in the comments below his article. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, guys, 
So China is a godless nation. Japan is a godless nation. All these other countries are godless nations. And they have no stipulation on their scientists. They can do whatever. Now, the United States has stipulations on what they can do. Um, but I can guarantee you right now, they probably don't. They probably don't. Yeah, I mean, look at the Wuhan uh, China virus. And we all know, nah, they've, they've laid those down a long time ago. So let's check over here. So, because there's another one I want to talk to you guys about, and it is, oh, it's bad. And you can go to thegatewaypundit.com to watch the videos. I can't watch them. I just can't. I don't like violence at all. Um, anyway, it says, here are five horrific and unforgettable videos of January 6th police violence that were not yet picked up in Tucker Carlson's January 6th Capitol Hill coverage this week. This article's by Jim Hoft, and you guys, you're going to want to go and check it out. Um, it's a... Uh, I mean, it ought to make you mad as hecky darn. Let me tell you something. Um, I uh, I just can't believe this happened and nothing has happened about it. And y'all, you think Trump did and Trump did. Well, Trump didn't do a dead burn thing to help these people who were some are still in prison. Not a thing. He didn't do nothing. Nothing. So I'm just going to throw that there. But anyway, Tucker Carlson released explosive video on Monday from his investigative reporting on the more than 40,000 hours of government video from January 6th of 21 at the Capitol, U.S. Capitol. Since Monday, he has released no new video. This comes after numerous threats from Democrats, the government, and uniparty members who wish to keep the truth of January 6th hidden from the American public. For over two years, the American public has been lied to by their government, the Government Media Alliance, and the D.C. politicians. Here's five excruciatingly vicious videos from January 6th that the government does not want you to see. We're from the government. We're here to help. Help kill you. Number one, Trump supporter Victoria White being beaten over 40 times in the face by Capitol Police with their fists and batons after she was pushed into the U.S. Capitol Tunnel. Victoria White from Rochester, Minnesota, attended the Stop the Steal rally in Washington, D.C. on January the 6th. She was nearly killed by D.C. police officers during the rally. Victoria was later arrested and charged with assault on the U.S. Capitol. She barely survived. Then, after her vicious beating, they paraded her through the U.S. Capitol without shoes, a phone, or her coat and sent her to jail. Victoria from Minnesota, wonder, a wonderful woman or wonderful per person, spoke with the Gateway Pundit. She's lucky to be alive. And there's the video showing it, and it is unbelievably horrific. And he goes on to say, God bless Victoria. Why? I want to throw this in there. My friend Laurel, um, well, we haven't talked to him forever. Um, anyway, she uh, was one of the ones that I, you know, told you guys about that when I did the Greg Laurie, we did the Harvest at Home, you know, and had the ladies group. We all did the Zoom thing. Anyway, um, I remember her saying that her friend had had tickets and, and uh, I guess Laurel uh, didn't go or she didn't give the tickets to Laurel so Laurel wasn't able to go. And I thank God today that I think that was the Lord keeping Laurel um, safe. I just want to say that, um, in case she ever listens to the program, but, uh, I, I am very, I'm very thankful. And I know it after seeing these videos and watching all this stuff that happened. Um, I know exactly that, that the Lord was protecting her. Um, cause this could happen to, to any of those folks, uh, where I'm from, uh, just right up the road, about 70, oh, maybe 60 miles or so was a family. They arrested same thing. Anyway, terrible. Anyway, number two, Trump supporter Roseanne Boylan is gassed, smothered, and beaten by police officer Leela Morris and then dies 
on the steps of the U.S. Capitol as Capitol Police continue their assault on Trump protesters. Right there, she died. And protesters are there giving her CPR, trying to save her life. Gateway Pundit has covered Roseanne's story extensively. Right there, she's just... I tell you what, guys, I am just beyond angry. Anyway, after they killed her in a final assault, they told her parents she died from an overdose. Then they cremated her body before the family could see her. That's our United States government. They should all burn in hell. Anyway, number three, Capitol Police tried to murder me. Capitol Police pushed Trump supporter off of a second story ledge to kill him. But there's the video. You guys can watch it. Derek Vargo, a Trump supporter, was filmed in a viral video being thrown from the top of a high wall by a police officer on January the 6th. Right there. They're all just standing there. They threw him over. Derek Vargo told the Gateway Pundit it was attempted murder. I am lucky to be alive and now I am stepping forward to be the voice for those that they killed on January the 6th like Ashley Babbitt, Roseanne Boylan and the others who no longer have a voice. Remember, you just thought one person was killed. Mm. Those others dead include Kevin Greeson and Benjamin Phillips. Evidence continues to emerge that they were possibly also killed due to the actions of Capitol Police. Scores of other Trump supporters were victims of extreme police brutality and left some near dead, including Victoria White and Philip Anderson, who were documented maimed or injured on video. This also includes the crowds of peaceful protesters that day seen attacked by police with grenades before the first breach even happened. Derek Vargo, the man seen thrown from the top of a wall on January the 6th by a violent Capitol Police officer in a light blue helmet, has finally spoken out exclusively to the Gateway Pundit. Folks, number four, innocent Trump supporters shot with exploding gas canisters and rubber bullets without warning. Video, you can't hide this. The Gateway Pundit reported earlier this week on Capitol Police firing tear gas and flash bombs into a crowd of peaceful citizens, including women, children, and elderly patriots on January the 6th at the U.S. Capitol. Oh, but yet, oh, but yet, Antifa and all these thugs can go and destroy miles, seven miles of Minnesota, and they can go to Atlanta City, and they can bomb, and they can maim, and they can, oh, that's okay. Oh, well, we need to lessen the laws and, you know, just leave like five. Theft is no longer against the law. We're not going to prosecute all the folks. Lawlessness will abound is what the Bible says. Lawlessness will abound. What they call evil good and good evil. Whoa, is what the Bible says. Look what's going on. Thanks to our readers, we continue to receive firsthand accounts and video from the January 6, 2020 Capitol Police assault on peaceful Trump protesters. The police, without warning, repeatedly fired rounds into the crowd of thousands on the U.S. Capitol grounds. They were shooting people. This poor woman was shot in the leg by Capitol Police. You can see it right there. Man, there's a video right there. U.S. veteran and retired Green Beret Jeremy Brown rescues woman being trampled by police, committed no violence. Now he sits in prison for a year and a half for not agreeing to be an FBI operative. On Thursday afternoon, September the 30th, 2021, at 3.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the FBI raided Jeremy Brown's home and arrested Jeremy. They charged Jeremy a Green Beret 
folks. With trespassing on the U.S. Capitol grounds. That is ours, by the way. I don't know if you guys know that. It is for the people, by the people. We are the people. Angers me. Anyway, Jeremy broke the invisible boundary around the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, along with tens of thousands of fellow Trump supporters. The boundary was not marked, and the protesters were not warned that they were inside the invisible no-go zone. Jeremy Brown is a Green Beret and former Republican candidate for Congress in Florida's 14th Congressional District. Brown served the United States Army from 1992 to 2012 and reached the rank of Special Forces Master Sergeant. Here's a picture of him. Jeremy Brown's actual crime was refusing to be an FBI informant on January the 6th, so the feds arrested him months later. But there is video of Jeremy Brown from or there is video of Jeremy Brown from January the 6th. Folks, <sighs> let me tell you, you have got to get on your knees and pray to God because I'm going to tell you that the government ain't going to save you. Trump ain't going to save you. DeSantis ain't going to save us. Jesus Christ is going to save us. And um, is there going to be a revival? I sure pray so. I do. I really do. But it has to begin with the repentance. Personal repentance and turning to our savior jesus christ um i'll tell you what the rapture is close imminent even the apostle paul thought it was going to come during his time remember all those folks but the dead in christ will rise first and we here alive but we got up together with the lord in the air and those shall we always be with the lord i'm waiting on that trumpet call i know you guys are too but i wanted to throw that and i'm actually i'm going to link this i'm going to click it right now i'm going to link that right there uh, I'm going to put this um, article in the description and you guys can go and watch those videos if you dare. Um, I can't. I can't. I just, I can't watch that. It breaks my heart just to look at the pictures. Um, man. Anyway, um, another thing. If you guys didn't catch Jim Markell's latest program, you can watch it on YouTube, Rumble, or you can watch it at um, olivetreeviews.org. Um, is comfort one another with these words. And she goes, uh, this was the 10th today. Our current uh, radio program, you can view the program on our YouTube channel, Rumble, or our website, she says. And, uh, of course, on YouTube, be very careful of stolen videos. You got to be careful. Um, Her channel has 188,000 subscribers, and she'll never ask you for money. Boom. I'll put that out there for you. Um, Jim Markell talks to Pastor Billy Crone for the hour about the imminent rapture of the church and why are our churches marginalizing this glorious news? Others are just mockers. The knowledge of the information provided in this hour is at an all-time low at a time when the church needs to be looking up as the world implodes. Um, guys, go watch that. I love Pastor Billy Crone. I'm a member of their online church there at Sunrise Bible Church. And um, guys, Get on there and watch that. It's a lot of, lot of stuff. Um, why, uh, why the January 6th revelations uh, confirm about the left's ominous agenda? We kind of have a feeling there that has Tucker Carlson um, talking a little bit about that. But let's head on over here doo, 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 to the biggie, to the story, to the big story I was wanting to get to today. How many train derailments have there been in the United States in 2023? This is at UK by Joe Summerlin, posted four days ago. The Ohio train derailment of the 3rd of February, in which carriages from a 150-car freight liner carrying toxic chemicals crashed off the tracks in the town of East Palestine, is just one of more than a dozen rail accidents 
reported to have already taken place in the U.S. since the start of 2023. That was already have. So the accident was not even the first one to have occurred in Ohio this year, according to Newsweek, with another derailment having taken place on the 19th of January between Trinway and Adams Mill. In that incident, an Ohio Central Railroad train comprising 97 cars and stretching for 1.2 miles slid off the rails, although they were empty on the time, or empty at the time, so leaked no cargo and no one was hurt. But he gets little little hairy here a thorough investigation into the cause is still underway a corporate spokesman told that the zanesville times recorder in its aftermath adding that he expected his crew to have the cars upright in the scene cleared within a week since the east palestine incident other another derailment has occurred in the same state involving the same company northfolk southern which had just seen unwanted publicity begin to die down over the first incident when another took place near the Clark County Fairgrounds in Springfield on the 4th of March. This time, there were no hazardous chemicals on board, according to Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, but residents living nearby were asked to shelter in place, quote, out of an abundance of caution. While the disaster was addressed, speaking on ABC's This Week, the next morning, State Senator Sherrod Brown said that the new incident uh, makes clear that the railroad company's greed and incompetence always takes precedent over safety. Reporting on the 13th of February, Newsweek counted no fewer than three further accidents in South Carolina already alone this year near Lake City on 9 January, near Loris on the 21st of January, and another near Inori on the 12th of February, as well as two in Royal California and one in Metropolitan Detroit in Philadelphia and others in Alabama, Alaska, Louisiana, and Texas. A Union Pacific freight train has since derailed in Gothenburg, Nebraska on the 21st of February, uh, an accident that followed three in the same area involving coal trains in 2022. But it was the East Palestine incident that cast new light on America's underreported railroad sector and the challenges it faces, inspiring a media storm and competing visits uh, from Donald Trump and Transport Secretary Pete Buttigieg. I like to call him Buttigieg. But. A jig. Anyway, as uh, Norfolk Southern and the federal government were bombarded with criticism regarding the cleanup, the accident occurred shortly after 9 p.m. on Friday, the 3rd of February, when 38 Norfolk Southern carriages crashed off the rails as a result of what investigators later determined was a mechanical failing, 10 of which were transporting hazardous materials cross country. Fortunately, no one was harmed, but more than 2,000 East Palestine residents out of approximately 4,800 had to be temporarily evacuated from the area due to health concerns arising from the chemical spill when they caught it on fire. I'm sorry. Um, as part of the cleanup operation, five of the tankers containing vinyl chloride, a compound used to make plastic pipes, wires, cable coating, car parts, and packaging, Ooh. but which can narrow, but which can cause cancer, had to think about that. This is all goes into pipes and cable, and we're around this stuff all the time. You know, water supply probably runs to it, but it causes cancer. Think about it, folks. You know had to be intentionally breached by emergency crews who diverted the substance into an evacuated trench and carried out a controlled burn to prevent an explosion sending noxious black clouds billowing into the atmosphere. That just makes total sense, guys. It doesn't it? Cat, oh, livestock, oh, wildlife mm, died. 
The evacuated residents have since been allowed to return home after the Environmental Protection Agency and the Ohio Department of Natural Resources monitoring air and water contaminants since the accident reported that the detected levels are not significant enough to cause a lasting health impact. Oh, really? I don't think so. Anyway, that has not done much to reassure the locals, some of whom have nevertheless uh, reported symptoms such as runny noses, sore throats, and headaches in the aftermath of the disaster, while an estimated 3,500 fish have turned up dead in surrounding waters. Rail accidents like this are actually relatively common in the U.S., although the consequences are seldom so dramatic that we know of. Kind of like my friend that just sent me that information. Really? Why was the United States airline, why were planes, you know, government planes flying in there weeks before the derailment? And then she even said there was like a maintenance truck that was there, like a government maintenance truck that was there in the exact same spot ish where the train derailed mm, two weeks before hmm kind of makes you want to say hmm you guys remember that song well accidents like this are actually oh sorry the bureau of transportation statistics records 54,539 train derailments between 1990 to 2021 an average of 1,704 per year while that might sound like a lot of the fatality rate from each incident is low averaging just four deaths per year over the same period. Well, experts have argued, however, that the East Palestine crash was the inevitable result of compromised safety measures and reduced workforces, part of an effort to boost rail company profits. You know, I throw this up there because things start happening coincidentally, you know, at the same time. Really? Now we have all these, remember all the food plants, you know, it's not very many. And all of a sudden in one year, there's like 200 of them burned to the ground. I'm like, what? <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see. Nothing to see. Anyway, a little bit more to that article and you can check it at independent.co.uk if you guys want to venture on over there. But it just kind of sheds a light on some stuff that's going on that we don't normally know about because, you know. They don't let us know these kind of things, right? You got to really dig around to find this stuff. Um, but anywho, guys, um, of course, the deception of human wisdom, uh, the living God versus you all, Harari. And I'll talk about that tomorrow night as I read um, some more in the book of Esther tomorrow night. I hope you guys will join me. Anyway, with that, guys, I'm going to get off of here. And uh, as always, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Thank you guys so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you as we await the appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ.